Hi, everyone. Um, so when Claudia told me that the theme was going to be space, I um, had all these ideas of how I could write something that was going to be very, you know, profound and make you feel something and maybe do something good for the world. And um, I sat down very eager to write and came out with something that is not going to change your world. It hasn't <laughs> changed my life. Um, it has made me want to change my life a little bit, <laughs> and maybe it will for you as well. Um, so I wrote a letter to my future self, and in doing so, I have explored the space between me now and me in the future. <laughs> <clears throat> so I hope you enjoy. <laughs> Dear Lola, Hey, bitch. JK. I'm not going to start a letter to my future self with, hey, bitch. That would be totally misleading. It's not as if I speak like that IRL. I mean, in real life. Trust me. I don't use acronyms like that seriously. Lol. I mean, haha. It's not as if I started using slang language like that ironically and then it slowly became part of my everyday vocabulary and I had to explain what the phrase go off queen meant to my granny the other day. <laughs> that would actually be humiliating. <laughs> but in all seriousness, pray. How hath thy journey through life endured since the days of thy innocent prancing as a wee nymph of 23? <laughs> Am I still burdened with the curse of intense procrastination? Have they found a cure for the invisible and relentless disease I am struck down with? FOMO? <laughs> Have I been rescued from the depths of the dark YouTube hole I've been trapped in for far too long? Or am I still, for lack of a better word, a dumb bitch? <laughs> hey, Lola, look at me. I'll be proud of you either way. I'm not sure how far into the future this version of me is. I'm imagining I'm 35 and hot. Ish. Warm. Surely I'm nice. I do hope though, Lola, that you've worked out some sort of plan for what you're going to do with your life because at the moment, well, let's just say I'm really sorry for not really setting off with much to work with. I'm not very good at thinking about the future. I'm more of a day-to-day -day kind of gal. A more live-in-the-moment person. Which is getting way less cool as the days go by. It's not even a day-by-day -day mantra anymore, but more like an hour-by-hour. -hour. For example, I'll have a, an assignment due in two hours that I haven't finished, but I'll be totally relaxed because I know I have two more hours to complete it. <laughs> two whole hours. I'll make myself a tea and watch a quick 18-minute video of a life-size robot being built out of chocolate that I somehow <laughs> ended up on after searching for a final academic reference. <laughs> it's not until I get to the last few minutes that my blood really starts pumping. Lately, though, it's becoming almost a minute-by-minute -minute way of life. I'll be in my bedroom. It's 10.26. The train is at 10.36. I'll get to Flinders Street at 10.50. Work is at 11. If I put my tie on while I speed walk from the station, I should make it with a minute to spare. Perfect. <laughs> I've had a lot of practice with this. I know it takes me six minutes to walk to the station from my house. Three minutes if I run. So for the next few minutes, I'm chill, thinking... I have so much time. Maybe I'll wear tinted moisturiser today. <laughs> and then it's three minutes until the train and I madly run downstairs, open the pantry, scanning the shelves for the perfect on-the-go breakfast, which we never have. 
So I grab an apple, which I won't eat, and I put it in my bag with all the other apples that I've put in there on my way out the door. And then at the end of the week, I'll find all these apples in my bag, and I'll think, is someone pranking me? I look at my phone. Train is in two and a half minutes. Shit. I'll take my bike. That saves a whole minute. I relax again. I get to my bike, but it's locked. Shit. What's the code? I get three different answers in the group chat before I remember it's zero, 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 obviously. I waste about 10 seconds staring at my helmet, debating whether or not it's worth it to wear for the 30 second ride. I decide to put it on. I don't want to die rushing for a train. That would be so embarrassing. I fly to the station, lock bike, sprint up the stairs whilst getting my Mikey from the wallet. Touch on. Negative $3.50. I swear I topped off yesterday. I put on $5 as the train is pulling in. Touch on, walk on the train. That was so easy. <laughs> How are we emotionally? Still crying a lot? I don't mind the tears. I think they're great, actually. But are we still getting choked up at very normal things? Like watching an old man trying to puff a jacket by himself at uniform? <laughs> or seeing an old lady tap her foot along with music at a cafe? Or just watching any old person do literally anything? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but at the moment I can't look at an older person with a somewhat concerned expression on their face and not feel devastatingly sad for them. They're probably fine, but I just can't stop thinking about them, wondering just how sad their life is. And then thinking about how quickly it's going to happen to my parents and then my friends and how little time I have with them left. And then I'm thinking about how quickly life moves and am I even going to be able to enjoy it now because I've been given the insight into how sad it is. <laughs> But then 45 seconds later, I'm distracted by my brother coming home with hot chips and I immediately forget what I was worrying about. Is this how it is for us or have we hardened with age? I should ask about Grandpa Pete, about his dementia, about how long it took for him to stop recognising us, if that ever happened, about what that felt like, about how many more cups of coffee at the nursing home or Italian restaurant lunches we have with him left. How much more did he deteriorate? How bad is it going to get? Because he's changing pretty quickly at the moment, but he's still there. He still tells the nurses that I'm his granddaughter. How did it feel when he stopped doing that? I should ask if there's anything we can do in the next few years to make everything less painful for him. If there's something I should do for mum to make watching her dad lose his mind less heartbreaking. But to be honest, Lola, all I really want to know is, is my hair still blonde? <laughs> Are we still thinking about death a lot? Because it's truly exhausting thinking that every time I say goodbye to a loved one, it could be for the last time. It really affects me. If I say, if I'm already in bed but haven't said goodnight to anyone at home, I can't just go to sleep. I have to get up and yell out. I'll be drifting off, but then an image pops into my mind of me having died in my sleep, and the next morning my family are telling the police, she didn't even say goodnight to us. <laughs> so I'll force myself to get out of bed and yell, night, loves, to which no one will reply because they're asleep. So I'll get back into bed. But then I start thinking maybe they've died in their sleep. But then I tell myself I'm being ridiculous and obviously they haven't died in their sleep. But just as I'm starting to fall into a deep slumber, my brain tells me that if they've just died in their sleep, then maybe it's not too late to save them. And how awful would I feel if I woke up tomorrow and they were dead and the doctor says, if only we'd found them a few hours earlier, we could have saved them. So I get out of bed again and crack open mum and dad's door to check that their chests are rising. And then mum wakes up with a fright because her 23-year-old daughter is lurking at the door in the dark. And she'll ask if I'm okay and I'll say, I was just saying goodnight. And she'll say, 
Bob, it's 3 a.m. And I'll think, yeah, but imagine if you were just about to die and I would have saved your life. And I can finally go to sleep in peace knowing I did everything I could. Lola, I hope I've done everything I could for you. I hope you're doing well. I hope you managed to find a career. Maybe you're doing something good for the world. I hope you remember your bike lock code. I hope Emma Chamberlain is still posting on YouTube. I hope our dog Jerry finally started speaking. I hope mom and dad and Claudia and Henry are all healthy and copying major dubs. I hope there's someone checking your breathing when you fall asleep at night. I hope you're happy. Lots of love, see you soon, Lola. Yeah.